Ephesians chapter 5, Genesis 29 is where we are today. Ephesians 5, Genesis 29. Um, I went to vote a couple years back, and I got down to the voting poll just across the tracks here, and I'm standing in line. I mean, I'm like, there's like massive lines. I'm thinking, wow, this is crazy. So I get into the facility there, and, you know, we're kind of just scooching along, you know, doing a little scoochy scoochy one at a time. Everybody's doing their voting thing. And I noticed this couple. They, they come in, and, and I thought to myself, man, this is pretty awesome. Everywhere this man went, this, this, his wife was like right there next to him. Like she, he, he couldn't like get her away from him. I'm like, I'm like, I like that. You know, I'm thinking, how, how does he do that? I'm, I'm going to talk to this guy about this. And so, and, and they were standing in line, and then she was probably about, I don't know, about a foot shorter. And, and the whole time, all she did, it was almost like the whole world there was like nothing else in the whole world except for him. And she was just looking up at him like, like the whole time, like, like he made the world. And, and everything he said was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. And I'm thinking, I wonder how I could get my wife to do that with me. Everywhere I go, she's just like, oh, he's just something. He's just so awesome. Oh, my God. Have you seen my husband? Oh, my gosh. She's, she's, the whole time, I'm thinking, I think it's just going to last for a few minutes, right? Okay, I'm in line for a half an hour. I'm thinking it was 30 minutes solid. She wouldn't keep her eyes off. I mean, everything he was saying, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. Maybe that's how your relationship is. But I don't know about you, but, you know, even all the way here this morning, we kind of talked about some things, right? And then you get in church, hey, everybody, how you doing, right? You get out of the car, right? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing today? We just got through with a conversation in the car. Because I know you read the Bible and you love your wife. You guys, you love your wife so much that you want to make sure that she is well provided for, that she is taken care of 100%. Well, that's not the way it always was in my family. You know, something really caught my eye as I was going through this again, as I've read scripture all my life, and you go through it, you go, okay, I've heard it before, but I've the thing that really caught me this time as I went through was it said to love your wives as Christ loves the church. I started thinking about that. I wonder how much Jesus really loves the church. I'm thinking, ah, he just kind of, just you know, he kind of just came and got 12 guys around him, and then he goes, I'm gonna come back, and here you go, and you all go build churches. And they went out. I'm just thinking, how much does he love the church? You ever thought about that? I mean, there's churches everywhere. My dad was a missionary to Hong Kong, China, Brussels, Belgium. They were all over the world. And, and, and I'm thinking, wow, they were going underneath underground in China and, and plant churches that not supposed to have. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, that's, that's crazy stuff, but... but Jesus so loves the church that he came, he died for the church. Well, who is the church? We talked about this a couple months ago. We did some other things. Remember the old thing when you did, you did the little steeple in the doors. You opened the door. and Remember that little, maybe you don't know that. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm brazen church. I'm like, but all, guess what? You're the church. People, the ecclesia, you are the called out one. You are the church. And he died 
so that you might have that relationship with him. I'm thinking that's some incredible love. Matter of fact, his focus was so much on the church. Right? I mean, this, that really got me when I was at the polls. I mean, she just wouldn't keep her eyes. Did you realize the Lord's the same way? He can't get his eyes off of you. You're going, what? He loves you so much that he's just like right there with you. Matter of fact, he wants to live inside of you. Matter of fact, he is inside you if you ask him in. He comes and lives, and he walks the advocate. He walks side by side with you, and he wants you to have that same relationship with your wife. This week, I thought I would try this out. I said, I'm going to put this thing in 100% wife mode, right? Because you know, guys, right? We, we, 100%? All about her? I mean, come on. I mean, what about me? I got needs too, right? She's got needs. I got needs. I said, fifth gear, 100%, all mama. Woo, wore me out. <laughs> wore me out. I barely got stuff done to be able to talk to you today about this. I was like, scratching. Are you all right? I was here last night, the last hour, drinking coffee. I had a coffee. I was like, God, keep me awake. Just keep the things rolling. She moved sweets. She's a hair cutter. So she moved sweets from one sweet to another. And it happened to be this week, right? VBS week, right? You know, work week. I'm working, Pastor. I'm working. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I get off work on Friday, and I'm like, it's 12 o'clock, high noon. I go, all right, usually I'm studying, doing different things. I said, okay, it's all out mama mode. So I went to her suite, and I had my tools. You know us guys, right? Tools, tools, tools. Got my tools out there. And I started moving her stuff from one suite to another, painting, cutting, slicing, you know, putting things in there. I was moving. About four hours later, I wore out. Went to the house, went to eat. Went back to the, anyway, I, was, I was tired. Went to bed. Saturday. I'm not done yet. I got to take care of mama. So there I am again at the suite. Right? Finally, last night, finally, what was it like about 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we got everything moved over, cleaned up, took a shower and some things, and then I went home, got her, took her out to dinner. I tell you, this taking care of your wife thing, as Christ loved the church, is work. <laughs> Amen. It's work. Because she has needs, and I've got needs. And so there's this couple, um, this, this man, and his name is Jacob. You ever heard of Jacob uh, in the Bible? Um, his name was changed to Israel. Um, he had four wives. Okay, I, I can barely take care of one. I can't imagine having four. And then he had 12 sons. And I'm thinking, wow. So Genesis chapter 29. Um, so here is, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in Ephesians 5 in a few minutes. But if you turn to Genesis 29, look at this story um, in God's Word. It says here that after Jacob had stayed with him for a whole month, he went to see his uncle Laban there in verse 15. He gets there because him and his brother had a little scuffle. He moved out because his brother was thinking about killing him, so he ran away to his, 
his mom's brother's house, Laban. So he gets to his uncle Laban's house. He gets there, and lo and behold, uncle has two daughters, Rachel and Leah. Now, I know when I moved here to Texas, I came down. My brother was the coach of the girls' softball team at church. I said, you got any girls at church? He goes, I coach about 20 of them. I said, you do? How about that? So I went out there, and I said, what do you think? He goes, well, I'm thinking a good match for you. You've got there, right fielder or somewhere in there over the about third base. I said, yeah. <laughs> I like right field. He goes, all right. Here's my key. Our car's keys in my car. Well, that's her right there. <laughs> that was right fielder. I don't know if she knew how to play softball, but she was pretty out there. She was chasing butterflies. Anyway, <laughs> Alex will say that. You still, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so here is Rachel and Leah, and Rachel came with the sheep. She was a shepherdess, and so she brought her daddy's sheep, going to water them, and there, and there happens to be Jacob there at the well, there in verse in chapter 29. He's there, he, he notices her, and so he waters his uncle's sheep, and he tells her who he is, and he kisses her. I'm like, this is this, this is Eastern mindset. How, how? Whoa! And then he's crying out. Can you imagine, guys? Can, can you imagine just seeing Alex? I like, just give her a big kiss. You know, keep kissing. God, can you imagine? My gosh! It'd be crazy, right? But he did. And then she took him to her daddy. And and then he goes. He stayed for about a month. If you read down through there, you can read through that today. And and that's your, that's your thing today. You read chapter 29. So you read down through that, and you're looking, and it says that Laban says, well, you know what? You've been here for a month. You've been helping out. So um, just, you know, what, what would you like? I mean, what, just tell me what your wages are, or tell me, you know, what, what can I do? And he goes, you know what? He goes, I'll work for you. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy's this is unbelievable. I'll work for you for seven years for your daughter. Guys, seven years of work? Wow. He goes, okay. And the Bible says it only seemed like a few days. Because every day he got up, he was like, oh, man, I wait. Rachel, baby, Rachel. <laughs> right? Guys, guys, remember when you saw your first, your wife? You're like, there she was in right field. That hair was oh. All I smelt was that. Oh, baby. This is great. Mm. Mm. Gilbert, remember? Puerto Rico, man. Oh, there she was. Man, there she was. Right? Am I right? It's amazing. Seven years. He gets done seven years. He goes, you know what? It's time for my wife. Now, I don't know how all this worked out. Okay, I don't know. They went through the week, brought a week. And then, you know, the evening there, and, and, and he wakes up after in the morning, and his dad gave him Leah instead, the, the sister. And he goes, <gasps> you know, can you imagine waking up, guys? <gasps> it's the sister. No, that's not Rachel. Can you imagine? I don't know. Are they twins? I don't know. <laughs> he kind of got tricked, and he goes, wait. And so they talked it out, and Laban goes, well, you know, and he goes, okay, 
I worked seven. You worked seven more years for because you know you can't take the you have to the, you have to take the sister first because she's the eldest and the youngest. So he ends up working fourteen years for his uncle for these two ladies. Can you imagine? Well, as you read through there, it shows that if you look there, let's take a look at that real quick. There in chapter twenty nine, um, there in the book of Genesis, take a look there, and it says in verse seventeen. It says that Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. You're thinking, okay, weak eyes. doesn't necessarily mean she had weak eyes, because like mine right now, I have one eye that's really, really weak. But it's not that she had weak eyes. It's that she was kind of dull. She, she wasn't the one like, she kind of liked to hang around the house, and the father's kind of like probably thinking, you know, is she ever going to get married kind of, kind of thing, like, you know. And, and so it really wasn't Jacob's first choice. Okay. So that's how you take it. Not really a first choice. But if you keep reading through the text and different things, you know who gave him the most children? Leah did. Six boys. I'm thinking, she's a rock star. Bro, I was walking out of Walmart yesterday. And this lady I know from one of my spin classes, I like to ride bikes. She was in there. She came walking out. She had like five kids hanging on the cart. I'm like, I'm like oh, my. Huh. I go, you're a rock star. She goes, yep. She kept on walking. Mm, that's right. Come on, kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you ladies are rock stars. Can you imagine having five, six, seven kids? Eight, nine, ten. You want prayer right now? Jesus, Jesus bless you right now. Are you like, no, don't pray for me. Don't pray for me. I'm done with children. So here are these two ladies, and the Lord blesses Leah, and she has six boys. And Rachel hadn't had any at the time. Finally, she has two children. And then these two ladies have these helpers, which become wives of Jacob's. And now he has four ladies, and these guys had two kids. So he had 12 children by these four wives. Wow. But you know what? He didn't really love Leah like he should have. You ever been there, guys? Had a couple good years, a couple bad years, good year, bad year, right? You ever went through a fight and a scuffle, issues in marriage? Um, you know, things happen. Um, I mean, it could be a myriad of things that transpire. Right now, you're thinking through things. You're thinking through, right? That good, that bad, that good, good, bad, bad, good, good, good. Hopefully, it's good, 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 right, bad, good, 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 right, right. Well, sometimes it's bad, 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 good, bad, right? Well, Talks in scripture as well. It says that you know that that Rachel he loved, but you know Leah he just didn't like so much. It, 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 you know, it's, that's just hard to, to kind of. But when you read at the very end of Jacob's life, and then you got to throw in the factor too. I had Pastor Leo. He he was talking last week as I was leaving. And I said I think I'm going to talk about this next week. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, hey, you need to check this out. He goes, what about God's will? You know, you ever thought about maybe the Lord has a certain person that he wants you to marry you ever thought about that or is it that you could pretty much marry anyone as long as you apply the biblical principles and it probably would work and you know what i have no doubt in my mind the lord has someone picked out for you but i'm also on the on the spectrum too that if you and someone love each other and you get married and you apply these biblical principles your marriage will work let me say it again this works it really does. It's amazing. Matter of fact, there's people in the world 
that just use the biblical principles and their businesses thrive. Why? Because it's God's principles. This is the book. His word works every single time. So here is Jacob with these two ladies. And at the end of his life, he finally realizes and learns a few things. Because at the end of chapter 49, when he's about to die, he had purchased some land along with his family. And he has everybody. Abraham's there and his wife. And Isaac is there and his wife. And they're dead inside this grave. And he goes, you know, and there I buried Leah. Put me there as well. Now, me and the wife, we got a funeral thing about 10 years ago. I went and bought a piece of land. I said, this is where we're going to, it's right catty corner from her daddy. That's where we want to be. So whoever dies first gets buried first. Third second, on top. The double stack. Nobody else is me and her, because that's the way it is. It could have been Rachel and Jacob, but he learned to love his wife. Maybe you're struggling, and you're like, you know what? My wife's like this album I bought. Remember those big old albums you bought, the two-sided albums? You remember that? Right, 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 remember that? Well, you know, I got the one side, but I didn't realize the flip side. I didn't realize. Remember, you know, remember your first day when you got married and you walked in, you're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, don't, your toothbrush touched my, your, your toothbrush touched my toothbrush. Gross. Get it. Stop. Stop. Don't stack things like that. No, 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 no. No. Right? Or is it just me? Is it just me? Right? Uh, uh, don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Don't touch that. That's. Right? Am I just, it's just, it's just me. Uh, yeah, there we go, another amen. It's a really rude awakening that first morning. You're like, oh my gosh, I love you so much, but oh my. I didn't realize, I didn't realize you got that luggage with you, right? Everybody's got luggage. Everybody's got luggage. Don't tell me you don't have luggage. We all got luggage. So it's called work. You unpack the bag and you deal with it. <laughs> so, you know, even a couple years back, me and the wife were like having some issues. Oh my gosh. We had to get with some friends of ours that are marriage counselors and talk it out. <gasps> You're a pastor. Yeah. I'm human as you are. And I was trying to get this. And it wasn't working. Everything I was so working. Don't tell me you don't like that. Don't tell me you don't like when she looks at you like, oh, thank you. Don't tell me you don't like that. We were driving down the highway yesterday. I said, honey, I said, you remember those love languages? I said, we get there's five love languages. And I said, I said, what, what's yours again? And she, boy, she didn't like that because she said, you should have, she, she didn't answer the question. She goes, you know, the way, see, we're having our moment again. She goes, you know, you should have said it this way. I said, do what? I said, I, what? I said, honey, I'm trying to take care of you. Best, I love you so much. She said, you should. You, and she, we went back. I said, we still hadn't answered the question. I, I, I asked you a question, and you still didn't answer it. And it's like, you ever done, guys, you ever done that? You asked the question, and then about a half an hour later, an hour later, you're like, did she even answer the question? She answered it with a rhetorical question. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, what just happened here? 
What just, what? Who, what? I, I, I can't figure this thing out. I can't figure this out. I, I still don't, I, I still don't understand. Man. I, don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. But I love her to death. And so we worked it out. We work it out. We work it out. We're still working it out. Right? So he had to learn. So Jacob learned to love his wife. Maybe you're struggling. You're like, you know what? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, I think you did. I think you came forward. Do you take it? Do you? I, I do. do yeah, I do. Okay, surprise. It wasn't just a little, little whimsy thing like, you know, if you want to. Right? Do you think, that, you think that's how it went? If you think, well, if it's okay. If it fits. Man, it's work, dude. It's work. We're going to leave here today. I guarantee you, it's going to be a discussion all the way down. You shouldn't have said that. I, mean, I just know. I already know. I just live down the street. I already know with that drive. What's going to happen on that drive? No, she's going to love me. You know, she's going to, yeah. Because she likes to be touched. So we're driving, I gotta just get, just gotta, just get drive shit up. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. What do you know about her? You love touch, baby. That's, that's your love language. I just, I don't, whatever. I'm just driving, trying to take care of you. Loving you like Christ loves the church. <laughs> don't tell me, guys, you haven't been working it. Don't tell me you don't work it. And she's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, all right. Well, then, is it gifts? Do you like? Do you like gifts? I'll buy you all kinds. Because some, some of you gals like, like stuff. Right? You like things. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Get her some gifts. Maybe you just like to talk. If he would just listen to me. He never listens. She catches me in that. She'll say something, and then she goes, tell me what I just said. Uh, um, wow, man. Oh, I got to go. Church work. Someone's having trouble. Go. Right? We're not focused. We don't. Like Christ it loves the church. Do we really? Are we really? Are we really? Are we really consumed with our wives? Because I'm thinking, in order to woo her, let me know what wooing is. Woo your wife. Woo. <laughs> right? How do you woo? You, you want so bad for her to have everything that she can have. It's like my kids. What do you want? All right. I'll do my best. If I can get there now, I get halfway. I work like a dog to get what I because why I love those kids, right? My wife deserves everything she asks for. Well, kind of. Sometimes it's too much. But that's okay. Ask for the world. It's my job to make sure she gets her needs taken care of. So I touch her a lot. Buy her a few gifts. And now, we're in the old stage now, we're getting a little older. She just texts me, says, like the other days at work, I go, check this out, guys, we're all there in the room. 
She says she's buying a purse. Check out. Isn't that the funniest thing you ever heard? She goes, she's going to put on a credit card. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, isn't that the funniest? She did. She goes, oh, my gosh. You know, you know how you see it? Instant. Oh, my gosh, she did. She bought a purse. We didn't talk about it. Oh, that's right. You did that. Say I'm already in trouble. I, don't, I didn't hear that. I lost it. Oh, see, man, I'm already in trouble again. This is not good. So Jacob had to learn to love his wife. So maybe you need some tips. So maybe you need to put in more than you take out. How how many times have you, like, left a note, sticky note, on her mirror? And she doesn't see it till later on. You just put something in right there. That's good. But then when you said, honey, did you get that? Take that. Stop doing that. Oh, you just took it out. You just, you just sucked it out. You just took away that. You only got one left. And then you get mad about something. You just lost that one too. Now your love bank is empty. They say you're supposed to put in five. Honey, you are the best. I love you so much. Oh, my gosh. And, honey, that meal, oh, that was the best thing I ever tasted in my life, although you didn't like it. Oh, it was the best. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tell you what, though. Shoot me something tonight. Wow. That was awesome. Honey, your eyes just, oh, they are so beautiful. Honey. Now, she may think you're working it. That's okay. But you're putting in, all right, to the love bank. Honey, I love the way you take care of those kids. Man, that, those kids are rocking and soaring and thriving. You're supposed to put in five. Can I put in five yet? Five for every one withdrawal. Supposed to put in five. Then, well, that, that's, well, that's what Mr. Collins says. I don't know. But, you know, it's a good concept. Is it not? Who don't like deposits? Come on. Hello. I said, oh, honey, I said, so what's my love language? I'm waiting for that. She goes, oh, you know what's yours. I said, well, what is it? So what was it? Oh, affirmation. <laughs> affirmation. <laughs> Let me get sure she got it. I got, I don't know, honey. I'm kind of getting older. I like that touch, too. Just Rub my head. <laughs> don't tell me you don't like that. Hey, everyone, so try this, guys. Try this. Your wife's sitting there on the couch, relaxing. Kids are kind of off the side, hopefully. Just lay down and put your head in her lap. Just try that. She'll be like, oh, not sure what's going on here. <laughs> All right? It'll freak her out. And just stare into her eyes and tell her. Just keep telling her how much you love her. Oh, I love you so much. It's like Christ loves the church, baby. Oh, man. I'm going to, honey, you want to do a pair of shoes? You're going to get yourself a pair of shoes right now, honey. What, what do you want? I'll, I'll work an extra hour at, the work, at work just to get you some shoes, honey. Hmm. I know. I know. I know. You know, I like favorite restaurant. We're going to go there on Friday night. I'm going to take you out there. Hmm. I'm going to. Because Christ loves the church. Does, does Jesus love the church? 
And do you love your wife? Well, this will tell me so. If you have a love bank that's full, then every once in a while when you have a little scuffle, something going on, it's okay to take it out a little bit. All right, well, take that one out. Still got a lot in there. Right? You got to find out, you have to find out what her love language is. And work it. Take care of it. Because it says in Ephesians chapter 5, it says this, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. I'm thinking that's pretty dedicated. I'm thinking that's like church is number one. Matter of fact, you're number one to him. You're always on his mind. Did you ever think about that? I don't think he is today because the world's caving in. The car broke. Uh, my, my, my mom has cancer, and, and the dog just threw up, and the kids are, are i got to go to school and get him out of school because he's, he's doing something all wrong. Right? How can Jesus always have me on his mind? He always has you on his mind. Always, always, always. And he loves you. How many times is your wife on your mind throughout the week? Send her a text. I got the guys in the office today. I said, okay, guys, it's Friday. I said, it was like 7.30 in the morning. I said, all my drivers at UPS. I said, all right, guys. I said, get your phones out. They're like, whoa, man, get it. Need no girl. Get your phones out. I said, work it right now. I said, send your wife a text. Tell her you love her. You're going to take her out to your favorite restaurant tonight. And they were like, oh. I said, and then when you get done tonight, get cleaned up, go home and get all cleaned up. Who wants to walk around with the guys all smelly, right? So get all cleaned up and have some flowers and candies when you walk in the door. What do you think she'd be doing then? She, oh, she's going to like that. And then one guy's like, mm, man, ain't nothing happening there. I said, well, it's because you ain't working it, dude. you got to take care of the wife. Don't tell me it doesn't work. It works. This works. And he goes on to say in Ephesians 5, he says, verse 26, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle. He goes on. Then he says here, again, love your wives as your own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. You know, how, many times, how long do you stand in front of the mirror during the day and get ready? Shaving, washing your teeth, taking care of your body. I start thinking about that. You know what? I take care of my body. and my, I'm always doing, right? I'm always cleaning myself up, right? So, How much more should you take care of your wife? Putting her first instead of yourself. So it's like my Friday went. I gave her the whole day, and it wore me out. But you know what? It's worth it because Christ loves the church, and I'm supposed to love my wife like he loves the church. And so it keeps telling him, love your wife, love your wife, love your wife. He says to cleave to her in one translation. That means to adhere to her, be attached to her, remain true to her, become very strongly involved with her emotionally, attached to her. Wow. That's crazy, right? 
You know how they say when you get older, you start looking like a life together? Because you're always attached. Well, I think today, bottom line is this. There's nothing more beautiful than a loving relationship that adheres to God's magnificent design. There's nothing more beautiful than that. So, what do we do? We adhere to 1 Corinthians 13. So, Pastor James, how am I supposed to love my wife? Let's just see what Scripture has to say. And we'll finish up today. The kids will be done. And thank you for coming to VBS today. This is uh, our little wrap-up. This is done. Scripture says, love is patient. Be patient with your wife. Love is kind. Be kind to your wives. I know. The true test when you go out, like, we travel with certain people, and we, we go out traveling and, and trips and stuff together, and they really know us real well because when you live with somebody, you know them, right? And so, like, one time we were in the kitchen, we had a little time together, and, and they're like, woo, they're like, wow. I said, yeah, this is how it is sometimes. You, you start to, right, you learn people. And so you got to be kind to your what? Your wife. Love is patient. Love is kind. What else does it say? It says it does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. Don't be rude to your wife. Don't do it. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. <laughs> Ever had a fight? And they go, she goes, well, back in 85, you said, and then, and then 92, you said this. And what's she doing? She's keeping a record. Where's your little black book so I can tear it up? I, I'm thinking that Jesus said something about forgiving your, your neighbor or something. Yeah, I think it's in there somewhere. I'll read it again and let you know next week. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. Protect your wife. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. Guess what? God's love. He'll never fail you. Call on Him, and He will answer you. So what do I do, Pastor James? You keep putting in the love bank, and you keep taking care of your wife. I know. I know. You keep loving her. I know. I know. You keep loving her. Maybe your husband doesn't treat you the way you'd wish you were. Well, that's where you do the talk with. You set up a time and you say, we need to talk about this issue. And they may skirt it. Well, you've got to try it again. Because what happens is, if you don't work it out, a couple things happen. One is, your children are watching what you do. Right? And so if you give up on the relationship and decide to part your ways, guess what your kids are learning? When it gets tough, that's what you do. You just hack out the door and have a good day. Look at our society today. What's happening? The kids are learning. That's just the way you do it. When things are hot, rough, you just, well, that's it. You just walk away. 
I'm not so sure that Jesus says to the church, well, that was a good try, church, but I'm out of here. I think he laid his life down. So it might be time for us to lay our life down for our family. You know how you have certain ambitions? What if, what if you lay those aside and you say, you know, honey, I know you wanted to do this. So I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to let you do that. So you go do this for the next couple of years, and I'm just going to work hard and support you. And then, and then it, it, But isn't that hard to do when you got stuff that you want to accomplish? It's supposed to be a fight of who can what? Bless the other more. Instead of fighting over, you're fighting over who's going to bless them. No, no, I'm going to bless you. No, I'm going to bless you. No, I'm going to bless you. That's the only struggle you should have in the family is what? Is fighting over who's going to bless who. As Christ loved the church. That really caught my eye. And I'm thinking Jesus says, that's how I want you to treat one another. I want you to treat one another just like I treat the church. I died for it. So are you willing to lay your life down for that lady that you said I do too. You know what? It's work. It's work, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it because it works. It works. It works.